Hello, everybody. Megazardex here. Back at it again to give you all another very exciting podcast episode. That being my Zardcast episode 45. Now, I felt like quite a bit of stuff has happened within the past couple of weeks, but especially at least for me personally, <laughs> a lot of stuff has happened within the last 48 hours because I don't know why, but like Friday when I was, uh, it was actually started Thursday night, rolling into Friday morning, I was dog sick. I had to, you know, take that day to kind of recover on there. I had to miss another day of work the day after, but I think I'm feeling manageable at least right now though. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I really want to make sure I get this podcast episode out of here though. Cause when coming up on the holidays it's like right around the corner families already you know talking and whatnot though trying to coordinate all the thanksgiving stuff and whatnot though i was trying to prepare my channel at least for all the video uploads and streams that i may want to do at last second right before thanksgiving and getting all that content scheduled out there and i feel like i got most of it done i should get the rest of it done within the next few days and then i'll just be kind of chilling taking a break for the next week but stuff will still go up on the channel and whatnot though so i've been kind of messing around with a little bit of that and also, just woke up <laughs> a couple of days ago. It actually snowed for the first time over here for the for the year, or I guess you know for this like winter ish season. Not quite winter yet, still fall though. And I was like, dang! I was like, it's already snowing. I was like, what the heck? And apparently, we might get a little bit more tomorrow. Not gonna be nothing significant or whatnot though. But at least that's just some of the things that's been going on. At least with me personally though. But looking at some of the pop culture stuff, and as well as some of the gaming news that I had to go through and talk about uh, at least tonight. Shoot, the whole Twitter fiasco thing. Oh my gosh, I got I got some stuff to say on that. Very important stuff, not just because the you know the way how I kind of get my news and stuff and whatnot though, but just how I operate base operations and stuff. It actually affects what I do on the channel though. So I I gotta give my two cents on that. Um, I want to give just some pre thoughts on Black Panther. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll say some stuff about that. Um. We managed to get um, some Black Friday deals, so we know what some of those are looking like for Nintendo side of things. Want to go ahead and lay out the work for that? PlayStation VR two got revealed in this price point. Whew, that was a little bit sticky right there. And then um, we know we got Game of the Year. Um, the Game of the Year nominees are going to be shown tomorrow, or I, or at this point when you're listening to it, it might already be up. But um, it should drop tomorrow, though, so I kind of want to get my predictions on that as well and, and all that kind of good stuff, though. So that's some of the main highlights, at least for all these topics that I got set here for tonight, though. So uh, without any further ado, let, let, you know, let's go ahead and jump up in this, though. So uh, let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment. All right, so first up, we got to talk about this whole Twitter fiasco thing because, oh my gosh, Elon Musk. We just knew something was just going to be whack or a little bit funky because literally from the very get-go, this dude wanted to buy out Twitter, right? And then he tried to backpedal. And then they're like, no, 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 you're, you're gonna, no. You're, you're gonna do what you say. You got the money. We know you got the money. You're going to commit to it. The dude comes back around and buys it, though. And I feel like every little thing he's been executing here on Twitter has been absolutely whack. There's some things over here I was looking at just as a user on Twitter. I was like, that is going to be a very bad idea, though. The main big draw that a lot of people have been kind of looking at and then it's been kind of stemming around that was literally the fact that Twitter, as it is right now, you can go on Twitter, watch, watch whatever you want to watch. 
view whatever you want to do just normally like that. However, he wants to mainly enforce Twitter Blue, a thing where now you will pay eight bucks a month. And with that, you actually will get a verified check mark as if like you're some other big verified accounts like a Hollywood star, like, uh, like, you know, Dwayne Johnson or something like that, or, you know, a verified account like Nintendo of America or something like that. They literally give you a check mark, making you look like there's somebody important like that. And instantly off the bat, I just knew that that was a bad idea because you're going to have a lot of people impersonating um, other accounts, which Honestly, that was one thing that they thought Twitter Blue would actually kind of stop, and like with the hate accounts and all of that kind of stuff. And while they thought it was going to do that, it literally did what they thought that it was going to prevent. And literally, like 24 hours into offering that service, they had to shut down people um, subscribing to it. And I'm like, what the heck? Now, the whole impersonation thing is pretty bad because all it takes is you paying that $8 for Twitter Blue, be like, hey, I got that verified check mark. All you got to do is change your name to Nintendo of America. Just change your um, at mention to something similar. Just change like one digit off of it or whatnot, though. And then you literally have Mario over here flipping off people. And that tweet just like blew up and got massive because of stuff like that. That's why a lot of advertisers or people that will usually promote their stuff via Twitter or whatnot, though, they are not doing that anymore i think even nintendo is not promoting their stuff on twitter anymore like usually they used to push stuff through with ads and whatnot though which that makes twitter quite a bit of revenue and whatnot though but now they they a lot of companies and a lot of businesses are pulling out of that hence why elon's trying to do the um the twitter blue thing but that that's just, it's like a snowballing effect he does the twitter blue thing people impersonate the people back off He's trying to do more stuff with Twitter Blue, but now um, it's it's harder to monetize all that stuff. The dude went through firing half of his staff and whatnot, though, and then he still needs those same half of the staff to actually do all the changes he wants. So he's trying to rehire the people he just fired. Like I, I just don't know what this dude is doing. It's all it's getting pretty bad to the point where people are thinking that at the rate we're going right now, Twitter could be dead. And also with Twitter Blue, get this. If you're not a verified user paying that Twitter Blue, the Twitter Blue, if you have it, it will actually stick you, if you were to respond to like a Nintendo tweet or whatever, though, Twitter Blue users will, in the algorithm, will be placed at the top of the comments. Everybody else will be flipped and put towards the bottom. In some of his own words, it'll be like going through a Gmail spam account. I was like, what the actual heck? So I'm like, it's going to be hard if you're like a content creator or, you know, somebody trying to do a business and whatnot though and trying to survive out there because then you just get people like i don't know in just this short amount of time there's been so much crazy stuff going on in twitter because of the actions that elon musk has been doing now now me personally it is going to affect me because i feel like outside of youtube and whatnot though like right now i literally got a twitch channel i got my youtube main channel where the podcast is coming out of right now and i have my youtube um extras channel as well where i throw basically anything i do on twitch since twitch can only save videos for like one week and those go to the extras channel like several weeks later at, at like a staggered rate i'll just drop maybe a couple of videos on there though that's like my three main fronts in terms of like video creation content whatnot though outside of that twitter is my main thing even yes i technically got a facebook though i hadn't really touched it a lot though but twitter is my main thing 
y'all don't know this though, but I literally pull most of my topics for my podcast and whatnot though straight from Twitter. If Twitter just goes up in flames, I'm just gonna have to find a new news outlet to kind of get all that stuff. Cause I feel like Twitter was a pretty good gaming news outlet. Like you get you get voice from the players, voice from the industries, all that stuff. It just naturally kind of it, it's a good place to pull stuff from. Yes, you got to go through and verify a whole bunch of stuff though, but. It, it just worked. I got a rhythm and a flow going right now, though. But if that goes up in flames, I might have to start preparing like some side alternate accounts. Is it time to jump over to Instagram? I'm like, I wasn't really a big fan of Instagram, though, but I'm kind of running out of options. If Twitter were to go up in flames like within like the next couple of weeks or something like that, and you know, if I got to get out when the going's good, I, I might have to prepare another um, social media outlet or something like that. So I don't know what's the next best thing after Twitter, probably Instagram. I don't know. I just like the way how you can get so many different tweets and whatnot, though. But I, I just don't know, though. So, yeah. So honestly, you know, keep an eye out on my Twitter account and whatnot, though. If I need to make some precautions or need to make some changes or if I open up a new account, I'll probably will leave something in the community comments on, on my YouTube outlets and whatnot, though, as well as I'll tweet about it on my Twitter account or whatnot, though. I hope that Twitter doesn't go away because I really do enjoy it. Like, that is a really nice app. But if it goes up in flames, I'm going to be like, forget you, Elon Musk. Like, this, this is terrible, man. I could, I could be running this company way better. And I, I just don't know about billionaire pl dollar playboys running this stuff like that. Like, Oh, good gracious. It's just terrible, man. Terrible. But yeah, that that's basically all I have to say about the whole Twitter fiasco, though. But y'all got any thoughts or any concerning stuff, uh, let me know down in the comments or just at me on Twitter. <laughs> I say at me on Twitter while it's still up. Oh, gosh, whatever, though. But. But yeah, I think I think I about made my piece on that. I think I made my piece on that. So that's all I got to say on that. So let's go ahead and jump over to this uh, Black Panther news real quick. All right, so Black Panther, I know it has recently came out. It came out this past Friday, but unfortunately, I have not seen the movie yet. I am planning on it, but, you know, with the holidays coming up, it's, it's a chance for my family to all get together. So we kind of agree we're going to watch it all together once we have everybody, you know, huddled up and whatnot, though. So I'll see it the next Friday. So next time, whenever my Zarkast episode 46 comes out, that's when you'll hear my full review, non-spoilerly kind of thoughts on it, though. But just going off of the words that's kind of been roaming off of the street, I know people, man, I, I heard really good stuff about this stuff. I heard some kind of negative stuff about it. I heard people say, this is the best Marvel movie of the year. I mean, I mean, I, that's no stretch. We only had, like, what? Um, you know, we had the Thor movie that came out and the Doctor Strange one. So I'm like, it's not a stretch to kind of say that. But at the same time, people were kind of like, they like the old T'Challa, and they're like, why don't you recast Black Panther and whatnot, though? I don't know. It's 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 a lot of things I'm just going to keep at the back of my mind, where once I actually sit down and watch this movie, I can actually give my full thoughts on all of those kind of things I've been hearing off to the side, though. I really wish I could say something more about it, but I just can't. You know, y'all, I usually watch this stuff on day one, but I made an exception on this, and I've just been trying to dodge spoilers left and right, at least for this whole entire, uh, and for this movie, because I know it's good. I know it's good. Just got to keep waiting. Just got to keep waiting, though. But yeah, that, that's all I got to say on the Black Panther stuff, though. But that's pretty much it in terms of all the pop culture news topics that I got set up for y'all tonight, though. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump up straight into that gaming news. 
All right, so it seems like Nintendo has finally listed out all of their Black Friday deals that we can kind of expect to keep an eye out for, you know, as we get a little closer and closer to, you know, the end of Thanksgiving, Black Friday, rolling all the way up into the holidays throughout um, the holiday season up until Christmas and stuff. So it seems like Nintendo, you know what, when it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're always in that kind of mindset and that mentality and whatnot, though. So once again, the hot item that they're all that they're bringing back is to no shock or no surprise, they're bringing back that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, bundle with the Nintendo Switch Online subscription service for three months for $299.99. So a pretty good bundle. You get the basically you get the game for free, you get the Switch Online um, subscription three months for free. And you're just really just paying for just the system itself for basically that $300. That's the one thing I think they've been running for like the past three or four years or something like that to that effect and whatnot, though. But hey, when that's like your number one seller and literally every time they do a fiscal update report, that thing keeps selling like a few million copies every time. It's like, you know, it's the king of all kings, the thing that will not stop selling until like they they put the switch down and they just move on to something else. But, hey, I mean, it is what it is, though. But outside of that, maybe you already have a Switch by now, or I think most people probably would at this point, though. But if you already have a Switch, here's some things that you can be looking forward to in terms of the software stuff as well, though. So there's going to be some games that are going to be sold for $20 off. So the grand total is going to be roughly about $40 as a subtotal before tax. And those in that game lineup will include Mario Party Superstars, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which I think that might be the most recent thing that actually came out this year that's actually getting knocked down by the 20 bucks, as well as Bravely Default 2 and uh, WarriorWare Get It Together and Big Brain, uh, Big Brain Academy. Brain versus Brain will be available for 33% off as well. So WarioWare and the Big Brain Academy, those ones aren't going to be $40 or no, I think those are going to be $40 as well as all the other stuff. For some reason, I thought it was a little bit cheaper. I feel like with other retailers, they can change those numbers a little bit though, but that's just a standard. No matter where you're going, you're going to at least get those to be $20 off for that roughly 33, um, 33% off. So, yeah, so honestly, that's what we know right now. And, you know, as we get a little closer to Black Friday and as well as Cyber Monday, you know, that whole weekend as a nutshell, different retailers will come out saying, hey, you can, we'll be doing XYZ on this stuff. They'll be offering more games and stuff outside of some of those first party games that Nintendo just mentioned. Because, uh, like, literally today, Sonic Frontiers, a game that just literally came out last week was selling on average for about $60. And the retailers just recently, like for the PS5 version, like Walmart, they knocked that sucker down to 40 bucks today. I was like, you know what? Shoot, I'm getting that sucker. I literally picked it up with a few of the Amiibo that I wasn't able to pick up on launch day because I was sick Um, like on this past Friday. I managed to pick all of that stuff up today and then brought it home. So I was like, you know what? That, that was pretty good getting... You know, a big triple A game is Sonic Frontiers for 40 bucks. I was like, okay, now for that price, I could dip. So you'll get other retailers and stuff like that doing that over the next upcoming days as we get a little, as we inch closer and closer to Black Friday, though. 
And, um, you know, you, you just got to keep your eyes out there. If you want to kind of stay in the loop of, you know, some potentially good deals, I highly recommend following Wario64 on Twitter because, you know, he, he tweets out, you turn the notifications on, you'll know you'll be always in the loop. You won't miss out on anything good. Because uh, th that, that's what I've been doing, especially around this time of year. Because, you know, I'm, I'm looking on the hunt for, like, some PlayStation games, some Nintendo games. Like, I want to probably get, like, Nier Automata on the Switch version, um, that, that, that new version that came out literally this year. I know I could probably get it for a little bit cheaper than, what was it, the 40 bucks that, go, that it goes for for MSRP right now. So, yeah, so just kind of keep that stuff in mind as, you know, you're trying to do your holiday shopping this year, though. Because... We're going to be getting some good, decent sales. And then don't forget, there's also the uh, the Black Friday major sale that goes down on the eShop digitally, which that one offers a crap ton of stuff. So you got to kind of, you know, you got to juggle it, you know, half a dozen eggs in one, six in the other in terms of, you know, which one gets the best deals between the digital side of things as well as the... Um, the physical side with the black friday stuff so yeah i'll keep y'all in the loop i think the next time that i have my next podcast episode well it, it, some of the cyber monday ish eShop stuff might be gone but who knows we might have some other deals that might be going on at like last minute leading up to christmas though it, it just kind of all depends it just all depends though but yeah so i think that's pretty much it in terms of most of the black friday deals that i noticed that I just want to kind of bring to y'all's attention, though. I know GameStop, a lot of companies right now, GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart, they're kind of running some of the free Black Friday deals, though. Some of them you might want to go ahead and stack. Some you might be a little more patient on. But then once we get to, like, Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday, pretty much everything is open at that point, though. Just, you know, don't be throwing no hands and stuff like that if you expect them to go into the store. Do all that shopping online, man. It ain't, it ain't worth it no more. And, and you know, in a post-COVID world, it just ain't ain't right just getting that close up on people like that. Shoot, I'll be swinging and stuff like that if I were caught up in those crowds. Like, oh, shoot, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. But, yes, that's going to basically do it in terms of the Black Friday deals, though. So let me go ahead and jump over to the next topic. That being, we did get an update on some Nintendo um, financial reports because, uh, you know, it's, it's been another few months. So they threw down some new numbers and whatnot, though. In terms of that top 10 games, it's been roughly about the same. Nothing really has changed in that top 10. So I won't put the major focus on that, like how I did in some of the past podcast episodes when we got those numbers, though. But they did mention some other interesting stuff that I actually wanted to highlight instead of that. So let me go ahead and try to pull this mess up here on my on my Twitter side of things, though. So Nintendo actually showed like a demographic of angle players that are playing. And mind you, we shoot, I'm trying to remember exactly how many um how many users that we actually have overall on the Nintendo Switch. Well, at least for active people or annual players that's saying that it's like roughly at like 106 million players, which is pretty interesting. And I'm actually looking at the chart right now. Uh, I don't, I don't have it set up to where I can actually show you on the YouTube version of this podcast side though. But basically, you know, you, you got a decent amount of people that play from the age of like 10 to 18, but I think 20 to 25 is like the biggest, highest one. I, literally like 22 23 is like the it's like the actual absolute highest highest but yeah like literally people playing from ages 10 to 18 and then like 20 
to like mid 25 kind of getting close to 30 that's like the biggest nintendo audience and then you get some decent people still playing all the way up to their um mid 40s or whatnot and then it kind of tapers off after that though so it was kind of interesting to actually kind of see that play out though but yeah it, it, the chart was just you know it just kept growing and whatnot though so so that was pretty kind of cool to see right there that was one thing they showed another thing that they showed was um nintendo has actually shipped over 77 million amiibo figures and i think that's pretty much dating out from since amiibo was actually ever a thing which is pretty cool in a nutshell because think about it like amiibo launched in 2014 when like super smash brothers 4 launched on like the wii u and 3ds and since then this has been crazy how many different amiibo we've been getting granted it's not been nearly as many amiibo dropping like it was in its heyday when people were run out to the stores buy them all it would literally go out on stock you know, people will try to sell that messed up on eBay and stuff like that. We're out of those kind of crazy days, though. But for the sake of just collecting the collect or just getting Amiibo that you really like from certain um, series and whatnot, though, I mean, that, that's been that's been really good itself. So I'm like, hey, I, I've been I've been personally enjoying it. I've been personally enjoying it because literally today I just picked up the um, the Splatoon 3 Amiibo, the, the newest set. The one where you have like the inkling girl, the inkling boy, as well as the salmon, um, the salmon, the small fry, small fry amiibo. That's his official name. But yeah, I just picked up all three of those and I would say on them, I'm literally holding them in my hand right now. But sheesh, like the design of these ones, I man, amiibo has really came a long way. Like if you looked at the. Like, for example, if you looked at the first Amiibo wave, like the me like Splatoon 1 Amiibo, and then you compare them to, like, these Splatoon 3 ones, those Splatoon 1 ones, they looking crusty. I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. They're looking kind of crusty over there, though. I mean, granted, there's some novelty, some nostalgia to it. It was, like, some of the first type of Amiibo on the Nintendo Switch, or for, not Nintendo Switch, Amiibo for, you know, Nintendo in general. But I like how far it has come. I do like that. But yeah, so I think that was one thing I want to see and look up here real quick. Give me one second here. How many switches have sold from Nintendo? But yeah, so I think right now, I think we're roughly at like 111 million um, switches that recently have sold, I think. That was like one of the last numbers. I just Googled it real quick. It's roughly there. It's almost going to surpass the PS4 here in just a little bit, though. But imagine that. 111 million, um, 111 million switches, right? You got that many, right? And... Out of that 111 million, 106 of them are active, meaning like 5 million aren't. That, that's pretty good. Maybe those are people with a lot of secondary switches and whatnot, though. Now, also, it, they did update the numbers for Nintendo Switch Online members, and it says they have like over 36 million um, people that are, are subscribed to it, whether they're individual or in the family pans or whatnot, though. If you did some rough math, it's a little bit less than 33%, but you could roughly say one out of every three people that have a Nintendo Switch have um, 
have the Nintendo Switch Online service, whether that's the basic plan or the expansion pack. They got one or the other. One out of every three. That That's very good. I'd like to see that number get a little bit higher, though, but that is pretty good. And I feel like a good chunk of those people are probably people that own multiplayer games like maybe Smash Brothers, Splatoon, definitely, because I feel like if you own Splatoon, you probably own Nintendo Switch Online. I, I said Smash, Splatoon, Mario Kart. Probably a good amount of people have those games sitting in their library, or maybe they're playing like a bunch of fighting games and stuff like that and whatnot, though, because there's, there's a lot of good, decent fighting games on the Switch, like Persona 4 Arena Ultimates, you got Melty Blood, um, I can't remember if Guilty Gear is on there or not, I think it is, but yeah, so you got, you got a lot of good, decent online games from first party, as well as some things that are third party as well, though, so it kind of makes sense, though, so yes, that's a pretty good, um, interesting number, though, but the one thing that I think people kind of dove into quite a bit was when Nintendo started talking about um, their Nintendo accounts and the importance of next-gen hardware. It made people um, started talking about this, like, oh, is it time to actually get, you know, the successor? Because a lot of people have been talking about, are we going to get the Switch Pro? Are we going to get the successor anytime soon? Because, you know, Switch Pro has been talked about for ages. I reported on it, like, maybe once or twice. I let it be, because I was like, hey, I'll just wait until we get some confirmation or something. But for a lot of people they're, they're thinking about it because think about it right here the switch came out in the year 2017 right 18 19 20 21 22 we're in 22 right now next year march of 2023 it'll literally be six years you know six is that magical number where you start thinking of all right what is going to be next for the successor and whatnot though and i'm thinking anytime after that could be any fair game in terms of when we can start hearing about it, when we can start seeing it, concept ideas and stuff like that. Like the whole NX thing that happened once we were going from the transition from the Wii U um, to the Switch. And I'm thinking, me personally, I'll go ahead and make this, um, I'll go ahead and throw this out there though. Splatoon right now, we know that that's going to be a game that gets support for the next two years. Granted, I really would like to see Nintendo do some backwards compatibility for whatever their next system is. But let's say if they don't, all right, I'm just saying that let's say they don't, but hear me out real quick. I think as long as Splatoon 3 is getting updates for the rest of its life cycle, I'm thinking the Switch, or I say the Switch, the next Nintendo successor, so it's not going to be a pro or nothing like that. I'm talking about the next thing after the Switch. I say that they're not going to drop that next gen console until the splatoon 3 updates are done because i think splatoon 3 is another big thing where or splatoon in general is like i think within that first year of the next gen console coming out some point between day one and literally the first year that it's out i think they're gonna try to get another splatoon game on there being splatoon 4 or something like that maybe two years at a most they'll probably go without it because that way they can work up on there stuff like that though so I'm thinking, hey, um, it, 2023, somewhere between 2023 and 2025, I'm thinking somewhere within that two-year gap, they're going to do the next-gen console. And since Splatoon 3 came out, you know, 2022, it basically puts the math, the math out to where literally once we're a year and a half after March of 2023, I think any point after that, the console could drop. 
but we could see it anytime before that. So I'm thinking at the earliest when the console would drop, I would say fall of 2024. Fall of 2024 is probably the earliest that I think we will see it. So basically holiday. Holiday of 2024 or afterward, that's when I'm thinking the next generation Switch could probably drop. Could easily be 2025 in the spring if they wanted to do that again. But that's that's my prediction on that one, though. So yeah, so y'all gotta let me know whether or not, you know, if you're kind of interested in, you know, if, if you're thinking that, hey, it's about time for us to get something a little more powerful, which... I completely understand that because some of the Nintendo first party games are struggling a little bit. Like you see it with some of the warrior style games and whatnot, though. You saw it with like Age of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity quite a bit. And then you see it like with stuff like Bayonetta and stuff, big games that are associated with Nintendo. You're not going to find those other games on any other console. And when they kind of start showing their wear and tear like that, I think it's about time. Hopefully with the next generation console for Nintendo, that comes after this, it sticks with the hybrid thing. It just is just a little more powerful or whatnot, though. Don't go crazy off the deep end. That way, you know, it still be backwards compatible with everything on the Switch. Just flow that over into, like, what is basically a Switch version 2. I don't know what they'll call it, like a Super Switch or something like that. But, hey, so at least I'm kind of getting my pre-thoughts out there on what I think was going to happen with the next generation Switch, though. But that's pretty much all the important stuff I kind of wanted to pull out of the the fiscal reportings that we just recently got, though. But, yeah, like what I said, if there's anything else that you wanted to know or if anything else you wanted to actually talk about, you know, just shoot me a comment, throw something in the comment section. We'd love to hear all your thoughts on what you might potentially think about all this stuff that we just got. Now, next up I wanted to talk about is PlayStation VR 2, because at least with this, it's interesting, because the thing that made me start scratching my head a lot was literally the cost of this system, though, because literally, I was thinking to myself, this thing, looking at it and the specs and the fact that how, they always like talking about it, but they never mention about the price and stuff like that. Like, they kind of been beating around the bush and whatnot, though, and I think for for a respectable reason, they've been kind of have been because literally this console costs 550 US dollars. Like it's literally more expensive than the disc version of the PlayStation 5. I was thinking maybe they would have got it somewhere between 400 and 500 or maybe 500 even, but they actually cost a bit more than the base. Holy shoot. And you, it's not like you can just use this VR headset by itself. You literally have to have the PS or the PS5 console with it and have it plug up into it. It's not like an Oculus Quest, I think, where you can, or it was like one of those headsets where you literally can just use the headset itself and not be hooked up to anything else. But no, so literally the whole package, if you want to try VR out on the PlayStation, $500 for the system if you went disc space, $550 for the, you know, the VR headset, and you're easily looking at $1,050. But now, if you wanted to actually look at some of the games and stuff that's going to be included with it, there's there's going to be a, a decent bit of what could be a potential lineup, a lineup. But I think the biggest thing would literally be uh, the Horizon Call of the Mountain, if I remember right. 
um there's literally a bundle with that one up in it and that one actually costs 600 dollars. so literally they're giving you the game for like an extra 50 bucks or whatnot though so again so i can literally pull up this blog right here though and it says the official date for it to launch is literally february so literally january february march are kind of turning into this, like some busy months right there like you literally have like what Persona Three, Persona Four, um, Persona Four Golden, Persona Three Portable. Those come out in January. You literally have uh, Fire Emblem Engage coming out in January. You have Octopath Traveler Two coming out in February. You got the PlayStation VR Two now coming out in February as well. Like holy shoot, everything's kind of stacking up in the first part. I'm like, gosh dang. I remember when the winter was kind of slow though. But holy shoot. But yeah, and then there's also other little accessories, like there's going to be like a cradle dock where you can actually um, charge the VR2 headset without actually having to plug it into the, the console itself to keep it charged and whatnot, though, and stuff like that. And they, they got some like specs and stuff on the actual uh, the system itself, and it seems like there's going to be like at least like, I can't remember how many games are going to be uh, basically on there, though, but it's going to be roughly about like 10-ish, give or take, games. It was like roughly in that kind of ballpark. Don't quote me on that, though. But it, it was a decent bit, but nothing that actually kind of stood out there like a Beat Saber or anything like that. Like, literally, the Horizon game is probably like the biggest thing that you probably will get with it just because you're picking up the system. It's like your equivalent to like having Mario Kart with the Nintendo Switch. It's like, hey, if you're picking that up for the first time, you might as well get that. But outside of that, that's all I'm kind of really seeing. Out. Oh, wait, yeah. I, I said 10 games. It's actually going to be 11 games. You're going to have, like, what? Dark Picture, Switchback VR, Crossfire, Sierra Squad, The Light Brigade, Cities VR, Enhanced Edition, um, Cosmonious High, Hello Neighbor, Search and Rescue, Jurassic World, Aftermath Collection, and Pistol Whip VR. Zenith, The Last City, After the Fall, and, Tentac and Tentacula, I guess. Basically, all of the games that we're going to basically get within roughly around the launch window-ish. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll get it on day one, but roughly around launch. So, yeah. So, that's all the stuff you can basically look at. You can literally um, pre-order. Um, really, pre-order starts on November 15th. So, literally, like, a couple of days from now, um, you'll be able to pre-order this. Or, if you're watching this after November 15th, you can pre-order it now. Assuming that they don't sell out, though. But it just makes me think, for that price point, and you have to get a PS5, which PS5s, they're getting a little bit easier to obtain, but it's still kind of a little bit difficult for some people to actually get it. I don't know. It just kind of raises the question of, is this going to be like a really hot item that's really going to sell that well? I mean, literally, I think the PlayStation VR, the, the first one that was with the PS4, only sold like a couple or a few million at most. And that was on a on a PS4 user base of like 100 plus million people. So I don't, I don't know how well this uh, PSVR 2 might sell, though. But it's going to be interesting to see exactly how this play off, though. Me personally, I don't think I'm going to get the PlayStation VR 2 unless someone literally just gifted that mess. Which I don't see anybody potentially gifting me, me um, something that crazy expensive, though. Because, I mean, literally outside of the Horizon game, none of those games really interest me at all really uh, i just don't know I don't, I don't know about vr me personally I, I i don't know i'm there's some couple good things out there but not really at least to my taste though
But yeah, so I pretty much, I think I basically discussed every little thought I had to personally say on PlayStation VR 2, but hey, if you're you're a diehard Sony Pony fan out there or something like that, let me know if you're getting the headset or convince me why I should get the headset, though, because at least me personally, I'm just not seeing it. And I highly doubt they're going to do a price drop on this thing, because with that thing being more expensive than the PS5 itself, huh? Yeah, good luck on a price drop. Good luck. But yeah, so that's basically it in terms of that. So let me go over to my last topic of the night. That being a game of the year predictions. Because we are going to be getting that literally tomorrow from the time I'm you know recording this podcast live and whatnot, though. And I will say there's going to be six categories for a game of the year. And people have been kind of going through and thinking about, well, what is going to be the six different games that we're possibly going to get? And I'm like, um, Lily, if you look at Metacritic, because usually Metacritic is like where you got to go in terms of picking, you know, what would be considered as the game of the year potentials. And when you look at it, I'm thinking it's going to be number one would be, um, golly, I don't know why it's slipping my mind right now, though. I literally had it at the top of my mind, though. Um, one of them is literally going to be. Oh, shoot. You know, your Souls game. What you call it? Oh, my gosh. Why am I... Bl- you know, every now and then, you, you you be thinking about something in life, and then you just have, like, a brain fart. And I don't understand why sometimes that happens. But, oh, shoot. I was literally looking at it and thinking about it. Oh, here we go. Elden Ring. Elden Ring was literally one of the ones that had the highest Metacritic thing. It was the thing that blew up. Everybody was talking about it earlier this year. So, I think that's a given. I think Elden Ring is a given. I think God of War Ragnarok, I think, is going to be another one. I think Horizon Forbidden West will be another one. So you have two Sonys. You have one that's uh, literally a Bandai Namco. Um, The fourth one, I'm thinking it's going to be Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because literally, um, that game has like 120 reviews. And it's sitting at a Metacritic of an 89. Technically, it's Metacritic. It's higher than Horizon Forbidden West. um, Unless it changed since the last time I checked which is really saying something right there though. So yeah, so I think that has a decent shot. I think I feel very confident between those four. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Rising Forbidden West, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I feel pretty locked with those four, but it's figuring out the last two. Technically, Neon White is ranked in the 90s in the Metacritic, so I think that has a decent shot. That could be a fifth one. But that sixth one is pretty interesting though. But I was like, you know what? Maybe put Shredder's um, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Because I, I think, in terms of an indie, because technically that is considered an indie, I think that one did really well um, for the reception it got. I think that one's sitting at roughly like an 86 on Metacritic, though. So I'm like, hey, you know what? That That's pretty good right there. That's pretty good. I, I'm thinking that might actually be my list as well, though. So... I don't know. It's 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 gonna be pretty good. It's gonna be pretty close. It's gonna be pretty close. But literally, while I was trying to prepare this podcast for tonight, people started noticing. Hey, if you go over here, and I'm gonna make sure I do it on my side as well. One last time to make sure this still holds up. If you literally go to Twitch.com right now and literally type in Game of the Year nominee. Literally, five things already, or Game Award nominee, that's what it was. If you literally type that in, literally you had some stuff with some game categories popping in, 
right now. Oh, shoot. I, I literally, hold on. Interesting. They were there at first, and now when I run it again, they disappeared. Only one of them is there right now. So let me provide a little context for you. Literally, if you type in Game Award nominee, there were some categories that were already tied in there. It was five of them. Not sure if it was Game of the Year contenders or whatnot, though. But it was interesting that they were already tagging some things with that tagline and whatnot, though. One of them was, um, one of them, no shocker, no surprise, was Elden Ring. Another one was Horizon Forbidden West. Another one, interestingly enough, was Splatoon 3. I was like, wait, what? A fourth one was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And that fifth one, I'm I'm trying to remember what that fifth one was. I literally had to scroll back through my timeline on Twitter to figure out what that fifth one was because people were taking screenshots of that mess. And and that's how I was like, wait a minute, let me go ahead and check Twitch just to make sure. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Splatoon 3, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. All of those things were associated with um with that tagline if you punched it in Twitter, Game Award nominee. Doesn't necessarily mean that it was associated with Game of the Year, but it could be associated with anything. It could be literally like best music, best action RPG, best uh story-driven game, um, best family game. It could have been any of those categories as well. So, you know, take it as you know, a grain of salt. But I think no matter what, when you look at all these different games I just listed out, at least these five. I think they're going to show up somewhere in some category being nominated for something. Where is game of the year or not? I don't know. But out of that five I just listed, I know at least three of them have a good shoeing to show up, though. But it's interesting to see that Splatoon 3 up on there. Really interesting, though. But anyway, that, that was the one thing I wanted to kind of draw to y'all's attention, though. But yeah, Lily, my six, I'm literally calling it now. Elden, um, Elden Ring. Horizon Forbidden West, um, God of War, Ragnarok, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'll go ahead and say Neon White and then Shredder's Revenge. I'll I'll say that's my six for my prediction, though. But yeah, just keep an eye out on the channel, though, because literally once those um, the voting goes up, maybe I'll sit down. I think I will. I'm, I feel fairly confident I will. I'll sit down and go through and try to go out and pick all of the different categories that i have some say on and go through and just show myself picking my votes and whatnot though and seeing exactly where i list all my votes and then obviously when that day does come up in december when the actual game awards happen it'll be something i'll probably stream on the main channel on my youtube side of things and uh you know just do my reaction on that because you know for better or worse depending on the state of the show it's always fun just kind of sitting in there just watching it with y'all and then just interacting with some of my friends in a discord call and just you know see whatever kind of gets revealed or showcased off whether for the awards themselves which that's primarily what it should be about but then also for some of those game announcements because even though a lot of them aren't super good you will get a couple of them that are fairly good like mine y'all the xbox series x was literally showcased off during one of these events so who knows what um who knows what jeff Keeley could actually pull off on his show though but we'll have to wait and see though but yeah, that's basically all I have to talk about in terms of all of my gaming topics that I had um, discussed for tonight, though. So, so pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But um, that's going to do it for the gaming news. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about, so about that show. 
All right. So in terms of the shows I've been watching here lately, gosh dang it, I'm trying to remember. I want to say, well, mm, I think I already talked about all the animes and stuff I've been going through and watching, though, because um, By Hero Academia, that mess has been hitting. Like, I literally watched, like, the most recent one where Shigaraki Awakened, and that's all I will say, so that way I'm not spoiling anything else for y'all, though. But, oh, shoot. Once that moment happened, if y'all seen that episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That stuff has been getting lit. I've been going through and watching the dub on that, so yes, I'm a couple episodes behind the sub, but that has been super enjoyable, and that's one I've always been enjoying waiting to watch each and every week, though. Um, but outside of anime and stuff, what I've been watching lately, um, I've been going through I talked about it on, I, I think I talked about it before. Uh, I've been going through and watching all of the, the Simpsons episodes, which that's been pretty good. Um, fun little breezes going through. Usually I'll just watch them here and there. Maybe I'll watch it on my break or my lunch break or something while I'm at work or something like that. So it, it's been kind of good going through and watching that. Um, Survivor, which is like the, wait, one of the few things I watch that's like technically considered as like live television and whatnot, though. But I've been going through and watching Survivor because th there's a new season on that where literally you got like a cast of like 20 something oddball people competing to win a million dollars really surviving on an island competing against one another voting each other out you know we're, we're in the midst of that down to the merge right now so honestly i've been enjoying that quite a bit though i think outside of that that's most of the stuff i've been going through and watching right now just kind of a bunch of anime and that oh I will say this, uh, Bleach. Bleach finally made its comeback. And I was like, you know what? That, that, that's been pretty good going through and watching that. Like, what, what the dub episode now is like literally on episode two right now. And I, I, I've been, I've been thoroughly enjoying, enjoying that series right there. Even though, man, I had to kind of dust the cobwebs off of my mind because it's been years. Like, I'm talking about my early college years. Since I um, watched Bleach and binge through that whole entire thing, though. But yeah, it's been kind of good going through and reliving that and, you know, seeing all these characters and voice actors and stuff come back. That's been pretty good, though. But I think the most recent thing, I knew there was something major I wanted to talk about in this segment, and it just hit me. Literally, when I rolled out of my sick bed the other day ago, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, why are all these people talking about Pokemon right now? And then, of course, it was with the most recent um, Pokemon anime episode that came out because Ash recently has been competing in a tournament where it's called Masters 8, where literally, like, he was facing some of the strongest characters from, like, the anime slash, you know, what's also considered as the games um, that he's ever been going through and encountering or seeing in the distance. Like, literally, he was competing against people like Lance, you know, the champion from Kanto and Johto, Steven, the, the champion of Hoenn, Cynthia, the champion of Sinnoh. He literally had Iris, who technically became the champion of the Unova region and whatnot, though. He had Diantha, champion of Kalos. And then you had um, Alon, who technically was also the champion of Kalos, who won that Kalos League back when Ash faced him, but he lost in the grand finals. Still a little bit salty on that, though. 
And then you had Ash himself, who's literally the cha- the first ever champion of Alola. So it's like literally almost a whole tournament of champions, whatnot, though. And then you had Leon, who was the champion of Galar, whatnot, though. The unde- the quote-unquote undefeated champion, whatnot, though. And literally, it was him going, like, what? He faced Steven first, then faced Cynthia, and then faced Leon last. Because it was kind of predictable that he was going to at least make it all the way up to Leon, though. The Cynthia fight was really sick. I really thoroughly enjoyed that fight. Like, Cynthia, man, she went down swinging. Like, that was a really good fight. Make sure you go back and watch that if you hadn't already, which I'm saying watch this. Right now, the episodes are only out for, like, the sub right now, so Japanese dub. It's going to take a while for the English dub to catch up if that's the version that you've been going through and watching, though. But yes, it is confirmed that, you know, Ash is a world champion and whatnot, though. It was blown out everywhere. Literally, literally, it started with some PokeTubers that I started to follow. And I was like, ah, shoot. I was waiting to binge this once all the episodes were done, but they beat me to the the spoilery punch. Um, Then turn around and you had, like, news outlets reporting on this and a a whole bunch of this other stuff. You even have, like, the Pokemon English account literally post about it saying hey ash finally did it after 25 years he became the strongest you know champion in the world or whatnot though so i was like oh shoot but that fight between ash and leon was pretty sick at the very end yes it did have a little bit of flaws you can kind of point some stuff out like literally score bunny could have used like a, a type of ground type move that could have one-shotted it while it was in his g-max form and whatnot though i won't go into all the technicalities on that though but you know Rest assured, technically, you know, Ash is the strongest one out there now. It does kind of raise in the question, you know, what will be up next for Ash? You know, whether or not he, you know, are they going to conclude his series and actually bring in a new protagonist? Like, a lot of people kind of thought what was going to happen at the end of the Alola region. And then he traveled over here and did this, like, all-region kind of thing. And now that he's done with the world tournament, I, I guess technically this is a good spot where he could stop and they can introduce somebody new. Personally, I would love for them to do that, make it a little bit more mature, but I doubt they're going to do it. Ash is so iconic at this point. I just don't know how to technically handle that or do that baton pass or whatnot, though. But it is something super iconic in terms of the anime side of things, though. And literally, out of all this time, <laughs> Ash was able to be a world champion way before Luffy was able to find that gosh darn one piece, though. Let that sink in, y'all. Let that sink in, though. Oh, shoot. But, yeah, so, literally, that that was some of the stuff I was going through and watching. I literally kind of binged and caught up on all those episodes, literally, one day to catch up to the, the Pokemon World Championship Masters 8 tournament, stuff like that. But yeah, so that's basically going to be it in terms of that show segment. So let's go ahead and jump into that one last final segment, that being uh, what you've been playing. All right, so lately, in terms of stuff I've been going through and playing, it's literally been primarily all on the Switch. I don't think I really played too much at all, literally on the PlayStation 5, at least for the last time I did my podcast episode, though. But at least for me personally, I've been going through and playing a bunch of Splatoon 3 lately because we just came off the heels of the Splatfest. And literally, these results came in like literally an hour before I started um, going live on this podcast, though. But Team Water, because we literally had a Pokemon collab 
with um with Splatoon where they did a crossover where literally it was Team Grass versus Team Fire versus Team Water, and um leg- legit Team Water came in sweeping and won in every single category. They won in the uh in the sneak peek where it was like gathered the most con shells. They turned around and won the popularity vote forty something percent compared to the uh thirty and. 30-something and 25%, I think, for grass. Fire had 30-something percent. And then turn around and won both the open and the pro votes for the, the overall battles. So they could, Water came in and dominated and did a complete sweep. I would literally say, out of most of those fights that I've been going through and playing on Splatoon 3, I know that most of those people over there Man, water was just tryharding out the wazoo. Like, holy shoot. Like, I saw, like, one clip on there where this dude was going in and just killing, was basically spawn camping um, Team Grass. And I was like, what the actual heck? Like, I literally talked to some of the dudes in the call over there on Discord. I was like, man, what what the heck? And, yeah, everybody was literally complaining about it, unless you were on Team Water, though. Um, so I was like, oh, shoot. But, yeah, I, I was a little bit frustrated by that, but at least we broke the curse of, hey, if you're in the lead at halftime, usually you're the one that loses. Because literally, Big Man was in the lead at halftime for the first two Splatfests. And literally, they flipped and went back on Team Shiver at the last second, thanks to those tricolor Splat Fours. But literally, the first one was like, you know, the demo. Because not you had a whole bunch of people playing Splatoon that probably didn't know how to play Splatoon. Because that demo was open for everybody. But now that the meta's kind of started to sit in, people kind of know what they're doing. Maybe that's actually changing the uh, logistics on things and whatnot, though. So, I don't know. At least that's good. So, at least now, even if you're at the lead by halftime, you know, you can still uh, you can still do pretty good in terms of holding that lead. At least in that point, it's pretty good. But I just hope they kind of balance out stuff a little bit better. Because it felt like, at least with this tricolor match, at least for Sturgeon Shipyard, the one that stage that we were fighting on, Goodness, I felt like it was so easy to actually get into the other, you know, the the two people that were trying to attack you. It was way easier to get into their bases where in the past, with the past couple of maps, you weren't able actually to get into their bases. So at least it still kind of kept it somewhat fair. So I'm like, oh no, it's it's always tricky, I guess, balancing that though. But yeah, that was one major thing I was doing was the splat fest, and I think. Outside of Splatoon 3, I was trying to think over here and looking at my stuff. I was like, what else I was, was I going through and playing? I've been playing some Smash Brothers on and off with, with a group of my friends and whatnot, though. Oh, and the other thing I've been going through and playing was literally Mario Party. Mario Party has been a lot of fun going through and playing um, Mario Party original, but more so a whole bunch of Mario Party 2 matches. That's what I've been kind of going through and doing quite a bit, though. So I've been kind of enjoying that on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack as well, though. And I think it's been a combination of one of those few things that I've been going through lately on the Switch, though. But since we are coming up a little closer into the holiday season and whatnot, though, I'll start picking up a whole bunch of games for both the Switch and the PlayStation. Like, literally, I just picked up Sonic Frontiers for the PS5 today. Not sure when I'll start that or if I want to make sure I knock out um, Ghost of Tsushima first. But, I mean, yeah. So, I, I got, I'm going to be getting a bunch of games here lately soon. Oh, and then literally, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet coming out literally this upcoming Friday. Which, you'll hear about my thoughts on that the next time I have my um, Zargast podcast. And, and I'll kind of give my full thoughts on that as well, though. Because 
for those that don't know already, technically the games have already leaked out there. And if you're watching this podcast after the release date, well, then you're already on your own at that point. Everything's out there now, though. But stuff is leaked. You can see Pokemon out there. You can see, you know, different trainers and stuff like that. You know, the Pokemon is like one of the biggest things. I've been doing fairly good at avoiding leaks, but unfortunately, I saw the evolutions for the mid and a little bit of the 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 final evolution for Fue Coco. Like, literally, I was scrolling. I was looking at my phone. I literally swiped down my notification bar, and literally, there it was with a picture of it and some other account. I couldn't even read it because I swiped it so fast. I was like, how the heck? But that was literally the only thing I've been really kind of spoiled about. Some of my friends said some stuff here and there in, in a call or whatnot, though. And I was like, dang, I wish I didn't know that. Now I kind of know. But I don't know anything about pictures with names or anything like that. Like, they gave me some concepts and stuff like that. But that's all I would say. But, yeah. So, honestly, I've been really kind of looking forward to that. I, I like how they kind of keep their cards close to their chest because, you know, for some of all reason, for better or for worse, that their games always leak out. It's just Pokemon. People just love it so much. They just want to get it out there. I don't know why a lot of people ain't just patient or whatnot, though. They just like, you know, hired in the mess, data data mining, ripping all that mess, and just throwing it out there on the internet, though. Like, literally, Scarlet, I think it's out there where, it, you know, if people knew how to have, have a mod switch and whatnot, though, or run it on an emulator. You can literally play Scarlet right now if you want to. And I think some other copies are probably loose out there in the wild as well, though. So, yeah, just keep that all in mind. If you want to avoid spoilers, especially while you're going through and playing through the game, because literally, since we have, like, what, three different routes, you can do the uh, the league route, um, you can do the uh, the evil team route, or you can do the uh, treasure hunt. Everybody's going to be going through this game at their own pace, seeing this stuff in the open world setting and whatnot, though. So you never know what you're going to basically run out there in the wild and whatnot, though. So. Yeah, just keep that in mind as we get, you know, as we inch closer and closer to the release dates for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, though. But I think that's pretty much it in terms of the game and stuff, in terms of what I've been playing, what's, you know, upcoming on the future horizon. Oh, I could mention this real quick. I do know that Sonic Frontiers, which I kind of already talked about, I guess, a little bit, that has, you know, dropped out um, this past week as well as God of War Ragnarok, which I kind of talked about that a little bit as well, though. But yeah, so those games, those couple games dropped last week. We got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet dropping this week, though. Heard some good things about those couple of games, though, for both of them respectively, though. But I'll get around to Sonic Frontiers whenever I get around to it. God of War Ragnarok, I guess, whenever I sit down and maybe play God of War 2018. If I like it, maybe. Eventually, I'll play God of War Ragnarok, but who knows on that? Who knows, though? But, yep. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, so that's all I have to say on that, though. But if, if you happen to be playing anything good or anything interesting or something that you're kind of looking forward to, you know, in the potential horizon, uh, let me know in the comment section down below or just, you know, at me on Twitter, whatever, whatever you're kind of interested in, though. But, yeah, that's basically going to do it in terms of all my topics that I have for y'all tonight. In my Zarcast podcast episode 45. So, yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff that's been going on, been happening, and whatnot, though. Yeah, we, we got Thanksgiving coming up around the corner, whatnot, though. This is going to be the last time I'm going to be live here on my podcast for a little while because literally, I'm looking at my calendar right now and I'm recording this on like Sunday night on November 13th. 
And normally my podcast is like a bi-weekly podcast happening every two weeks. So normally I would do it on the 27th. But since that's coming off the tail end of Thanksgiving weekend, literally coming off of Black Friday and stuff, I'm going to be working a decent bit. And I'll still kind of have some family in town and whatnot, though. I'm literally going to have to skip that day. I'm literally, I'm not going to do the next um, podcast episode 46 until like December the 4th. So it is, I'm going to basically take a little bit of a break. And thankfully, by doing that, it's going to offset the schedule a little bit. So that way, when I do it on December 4th, that will be um, episode 46. And then that should allow me to do episode 47 on the 18th, thus perfectly skipping Christmas Day. And then it'll line up with January 1st um, for episode what would be, I think, 48 at that point, though. So, yeah. So, thankfully, it just happened to work out with the math by offsetting it, um, by offsetting the weeks. I should be able to avoid Christmas. So, by offsetting around the Thanksgiving timeline, it should keep everything consistent through the Christmas timeline into the New Year's, though. So, assuming that no other random stuff pops up, which could always happen, we're in the holiday season, I always will let y'all know, either in that community tab, or I'll make a post about it in my Zarkast Twitter account or something like that, though. But yeah, I just want to kind of leave y'all with that little bit of information in case y'all happen to be asking about, you know, where's the next episode, which I'll, I'll remind y'all on certain social media outlets and whatnot though but yeah that's all i gotta basically say for my zarkas episode 45 though so if you really like this make sure to go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and hit the subscribe button and that bell that way you don't miss any of my other future upcoming um podcast episode or anything else gaming i feel like throwing on the channel if you happen to be one of my viewers that be happen to listening to this either on google apple spotify or even amazon music podcast make sure to go ahead and hit that like button there go ahead and share that podcast i'm you know i'm just one dude just talking about video game related stuff pop culture stuff all that kind of good stuff i'll just talk about this mess on the side though but yeah that's gonna basically do it for this episode though so remember y'all until where a video i make next and until my zarcast episode 46 i will see y'all later